Blog Talk Radio.
higher, Jehovah, the mighty God. Outreach Ministries on Sunday. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we are all so happy that we can come together and fellowship in the love of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. It is an honor and a privilege to serve our Lord. It is a gracious privilege that we ought not to take for granted. Amen? There are many, yes, in the Valley of Decision. But there are many more headed straight for eternal damnation. We want to thank the Lord that he rescued us. Amen? Amen. We ought to thank the Lord that he pulled us out of the fire. Amen? Amen? We want to thank the Lord for whatever it is we had to go through so that our eyes could be open, our hearts could be touched, and our minds could finally say, okay, I've been wrong. Amen? There are many who are going along who still haven't figured that out. And their their lives display it all. Amen? Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the privilege of interceding for people that you have caused to be born on the earth. We want to lift up those who are going to give their time today to the Super Bowl. And we ask that you save as many souls as possible. Those that are there because they have to work today, that's how they make a living. And those that want to be entertained, whatever their part is, whatever they are doing, we ask you to protect them. Protect them from all evil and from all harm. We take authority, dominion, and power in the name of Jesus Christ over the demons that are being released. We bind the spells and bewitchments of the enemy, in Jesus' name. And we ask you, Lord, to get their attention. Somewhere along the line, during the proceedings today, Lord, we ask you to get their attention. Time is winding up. We aren't going to be here that much longer. And they need to begin to turn in their hearts and their minds toward our true home, toward our Lord and Savior. There no other God like Jehovah. And we thank you for letting them know that the idol that they're going to serve today is not God. Thank you, Lord. It does not matter who wins the game, so to speak, or who loses. We take the money, Lord, from the devil that they used to bet on it. Yerri, the Rosa, the Yosura, the Lea, Kakuri, the 
Lord, the silver and the gold, the cattle on a thousand hills, the all the earth, and all they that dwell therein are yours. So we break the power of those idols. We bind mammon and all of his associates in Jesus' name. We bind the strong men in that area in Jesus' name. This money belongs to you, Lord. It belongs to your kingdom. So with the power that you have given us on the earth, in agreement with your word, we take authority, dominion, and power over that money. We bind it up in the name of Jesus Christ. We put it into the spiritual cage, and we send it to you via the holy angels of God in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, there are other illegal and immoral activities that coincide with this event. We take authority, dominion, and power over the demons that are work at work in those activities in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness. We cut down, we sever their communication and power exchange with other demons in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that this is going to be different today because you're going to intervene. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything you went through. 
from the decision of the Godhead before the foundation of the world, all the way through, you returning to sit on your throne. We want to thank you. We want to thank you. And we want to apologize to you for every time we have not reverenced you properly. Throughout our lives, we've said and done many things and had many attitudes that were sin, to say the least. But we repent of those things, and we apologize to you for our participation in them. Thank you for bringing us out of that darkness and into the light of your marvelous sun. Thank you. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your compassion. We want to thank you for the opportunity to live for you on the earth. We lift up to you now all of our wrongs, all of our wrongs, all of the things that we still don't understand about you, even though we think we know it. Woo! Mm. All of the places where we get you wrong, we ask for mercy. We thank you for your forbearance, for your patience, for your long-suffering. Teach us to act like you. Teach us to believe what you believe. Teach us to believe what you believe. To those of you that are first-time listeners, we welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you have received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you have uh, the proper elements ready to participate in Holy Communion, you are welcome to join us. But yes, it does require that you repent of your sin. There is a right offering to give the Lord. Cain and Abel found that out. There is a correct and proper and fitting offering to bring before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We don't come with soiled hands. We repent of our sins. So I'm going to give you a moment to tell the Lord yourself about your own sin. You may begin. Thank you, Lord, for the cleansing. Thank you for the healing. Thank you for the truth. The cup of blessing which we bless Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. For I have received of the Lord, that which also I delivered unto you, 
that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as often as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Partake of the cup. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen? Amen. Praise the name of the Lord forevermore. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the victory that the blood provided for us. Amen. Amen. Ah, first place in our lives. First place in our lives. You want first place in our lives. Not one sub A or one sub B or one sub C. You want first place in our lives. Heavenly Father, we realize that we are not our own. We have been bought with a price, the price of the precious blood of Jesus. We are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live. Yet it is not us, but it is Christ who lives within us. The life we now live in the flesh, we live by faith in the Son of God, who loved us and gave himself for us. Lord, we embrace your word, which tells us that we are dead to sin, and our lives are hid with Christ in God. Because of your great love, we are risen with Christ, and we will seek those things which are above, where Christ sits at your right hand. Heavenly Father, we commit ourselves to giving you first place in our lives at all times. At all times. 
We will seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, and we will thank you for taking care of us. Your word declares that our heart will be found where our treasure is. Lord, we want you to be our treasure. You are the one God, the Father of all, and you are our Father. You are above all and through all and in all believers. Help us, Father, to keep you first in our lives and to keep all the priorities of our lives in line with yours. Amen. Father, we are so honored to be your children, and we appreciate the presence of your Holy Spirit, both within us and with us. Lord, it thrills us to know that you have first place in our lives, in the here and now, and we rejoice to know that this will continue throughout all eternity, and we will be together forever. Lord, you are our love. You are our life. You are our breath. You are our all and all. Can you say amen? Amen. If you can't, then recast the broadcast and listen to the prayer again. And if that's not where you are, perhaps that's where you ought to be. Amen? If that's not where you are, perhaps it is where you ought to be. You know, every every vehicle that I've ever driven or seen anybody else drive has a blind side, places where you can't see. You've got your mirrors adjusted to help you, but there's always this place that you can't see. And the only way you get to see it in this life is if the Holy Spirit opens your eyes to see it. And we all have those blind spots where we think there's nothing there, but sometimes there is. So as we go through this week's thing, I want you to remember that. I want you to think about that, those blind spots that you have in your life where you think there's nothing there, but perhaps there is. Amen? So today, we're going to have a little chat. I'm going to do most of the talking, and you get to learn. Amen? It's about his fruit, his fruit. No, that's not the stuff you got from Publix, his fruit. This is far more important. Amen? Amen. Praise God. You know, there's this word called condemnation, and we're going to talk about it just just a little bit. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. It is truly the sword of the Spirit piercing through us. 
Thanks for the piercing, Lord. We need it. Those who are in Christ Jesus are those who truly believe in him. They are those who being justified, just as if they'd never sinned, pardoned, the penalty was canceled, and saved by faith, experience peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. They who thus believe no longer walk after the flesh, after the idolatrous self-will. They no longer follow the inclination, the mental and emotional disposition of the sinful nature. They now follow after God, the Holy Spirit. All their thoughts, all their words, and all their works are under the blessed spirit of God. There is therefore no condemnation to them from God. He has justified, just as if they never sinned, them freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus. He has forgiven all their iniquity. He has erased all of their sins. There is no condemnation, no guilty verdict of wrongdoing to them from within themselves. They have received not the spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit, which is from God. Now they may know the things that are freely given to them from God. First Peter chapter three, verse eighteen. 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 For Christ also hath once suffered for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. For Christ also hath once suffered for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. If that doesn't happen to you, you need to go back to Calvary. You missed something. You need to go back to Calvary and find out what you left left there because you need it. Amen? 
The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 16 tells us this. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. Romans chapter 8, verse 16 tells us plainly, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit itself, bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, that we really are the children of God. To this is added the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with human wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have had our conversation or our relationship with the world. We had a relationship going on with the world, but that has changed. This scripture has been misunderstood by a lot of people. Plenty of people who are untaught by God have consequently altered the truth, which actually leads to godliness, and misused it to their own destruction. As clearly as I am able, we're going to get some things straight today. First, there are those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Holy Spirit. They're not following their own inclinations, their own so-called bright ideas. No, they're actually being led by the Holy Spirit. Second, there is no condemnation to those persons. Amen? Let me tell you about those. They have the righteousness of Christ. These persons we're talking about who walk not after the flesh, they don't walk after the self-will, the idolatrous, rebellious self-will. Instead, they are led by the Holy Spirit. These people have the righteousness of Christ. They are those who believe in his name. They are found in him, not having their own righteousness, but the righteousness which is of God by faith. You know, you go in the grocery store, and there are a myriad of different brands of cereal to eat and purchase and consume. And there are religions of every sort. And people choose the one that they are most familiar with or the one they think they want. But there is the righteousness, the right standing with God that only Jesus Christ can offer you. That's the one you should make sure that you have. You can't make up your own set of standards with God. God is the standard. You can't change that. His standards do not change. 
Amen? In the flesh, let me go back to this part. Let me get back to this. These persons who have redemption through his blood, through the blood of Jesus, are properly said to be in him. They are in Christ. All through the scriptures, and particularly in the New Testament and in Ephesians, you'll see in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, in Christ, in Christ, in him, in him. These are the people he's talking about. They dwell in Christ. They live in him. And Christ dwells in them. Remember there was, well, the rest of you don't know about this. There was someone once that was with us. And I explained to you all that the Holy Spirit got up and left that person. That person at that point was no longer in Christ. And Christ wasn't in her. You got it? Very good. Excellent. Praise the Lord. I know some of you about fell out of the chair. Yes, the Holy Spirit will get up and leave you. You see, there's a reason the Bible says not to grieve him. Yes, while you are walking around on the earth, he can be in you, and then you can proceed in your decisions and your choices and what you allow in your life to the point that he gets up and takes off. And he does not guarantee that he will come back. If you are not in Christ, you are none of his. The Holy Spirit baptizes us into the body of Christ. Well, what does that mean? Well, I might be getting ahead of myself a little bit, but let me explain. This is what I thought about. Okay, you have a, um, a, a, a pan full of water, and you bought some tangerines. And you put all the tangerines in the water except for one. Well, you hold that tangerine in your hand. And then you take your hand and you take that tangerine in your hand and you submerge it under the water and let go. It has now been baptized into the water with the other tangerine. We are baptized into the body of Christ. Are you getting the picture? Amen. It's amazing the things that hit me when I'm brushing my teeth. (laughs) Praise the Lord. No, I don't have any tangerines in my house right now. Amen. They dwell in Christ and Christ dwells. He lives in them. They are joined to the Lord in one spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. 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 But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. 
so this is why you see the scripture saying there is no fellowship between Christ and Belial. You come to Christ, you're joined to the Lord with one spirit, and then you choose to go make a connection through fornication with Satan. That's not going to work. Spiritual or physical or both. That's not going to work. You've been joined to holiness. You've been joined to purity. You've been joined to love. You can't go out and fling yourself back to the devil. That's another spirit. Amen? Amen. Do we understand? Amen. These persons are engrafted into him as branches into the vines. What does engrafted mean? It means that when you have a plant, if you do any gardening, and if you don't, you take a, a, a pocket knife and you make a little a little uh, diagonal slit into the original plant, and you take the sprig of whatever it is you're trying to join with it, and you insert it into that little uh, opening that you made, and then you bind it up. So now the life that flows from the from the ground up the plant, through through the shoots, through the branches, not only goes to the original, it goes to the new. And the two become one. That's what engrafted means. We are flesh of his flesh. We are bone of his bone. We can't bring Satan into that combination. Do we understand? Amen, because I want us to understand. These persons are united as branches to their head in a manner which words cannot express. Never before could their hearts have conceived such a union. It's a union. It's a union. All right, these persons who follow after the spirit and not walking after the idolatry of self-will, after the flesh, do not sin. What? You heard me. Keep listening. Now, whoever lives in him does not sin. What? Keep listening. He, this person does not walk after the flesh. The flesh, in the usual language, signifies corrupt human nature. You know you got that from Adam and Eve, pure corruption. Corruption, okay? You remember a long time ago in the hardware store, there's this little can called Red Devil Lot. And if you pour it on something, especially if it uh, had a metallic nature of any kind, if it sat there and had even a little bit of moisture, it was destroyed. That's what corruption does. It destroys. It destroys. People used to pour it down their pipe when there was a cloth. But corruption corrupts and destroys. Amen? 
So, the works of the flesh are plain, Galatians said. We are to walk by the Holy Spirit, and we are not to gratify, not to please, not to cater to, not to give in to the desires of self, of flesh. This proves that those who walk by the Spirit do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's like they have this barrier that they don't get to cross. Amen? For the desires of the flesh are against the Holy Spirit. And the desires of the Holy Spirit are against the flesh, the self, the idolatry of self-will. For these are opposed to each other to prevent you from doing what you would. There's a battle going on. You have to decide what you're going to do. So I want you to understand that there is a difference between they do not and they cannot because you have a will. You've got a will. God gave you the keys to your own car. I know it was dangerous, but he decided to do it anyway. I often have said to him, I almost wish you hadn't done that. I've done a lot of things I wish I could I, I could undo. And he smiled. <laughs> it is not as if the flesh overcame the spirit. So, guess what else about this group of people? They have crucified the flesh. Crucified, nailed to the cross. You know, not too long ago, I posted by the request of one of the um, uh, ministry members, by one of your sisters, this song that I was very familiar with. And the song talks about nails. It talks about nails. It says when you first come to Christ, you go down to the altar or wherever you go, and you turn and you give your life to Christ, the cross starts to follow you. You walk away, but the cross is following you. And a little while longer down the road, you end up on the cross. And the nails that held him to the cross are now holding you to the cross. And when you would tell somebody off, you don't. When you would slap somebody in the mouth, you don't. When you would sneak around and do things that you used to think were great, you don't. Crucify with Christ. Those who are of Christ, who abide in him, have crucified the flesh with its affections and lust, they abstain from all of those works of the old nature. They abstain from adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, anger, strife, seditions, heresy, envy, murders, drunkenness, and reveling. Really? Yes. 
as the Bible tells us so. Adultery is unlawful sexual relations between a man and a woman, single or married, voluntary sexual intercourse between one who is married and one who is not married. Fornication, the same as adultery, but more far-reaching. It includes, besides what we have already mentioned, all manner of unlawful sexual relations. That's fornication. Uncleanness. Whatever is the opposite of purity, including sodomy, homosexuality, lesbianism, pederasty, pederasty, yes, a man having sex with a little boy. That's what that is. Bestiality, humans having sexual activity with animals, and all other forms of sexual perversion. That also includes having sex uh, across the computer and having sex with these animated dolls and other on and on and on perversion. If it's a perversion from the original pattern in the garden, it's a perversion. We understand? Praise the Lord. You see, some people have never had uh, these words explained to them, so they don't have a clear, crisp picture of this, but I want to move away any clouds of wonder. I want you to get a crisp picture. Lasciviousness. It's expressing wantonness, lust, or lewdness, tending to excite lustful desires, sexually loose or unrestrained, recklessly or arrogantly ignoring justice, decency, and morality capriciously disregarding established boundaries, anything which promotes or advances the partaking of that which tends to produce lewd emotion, anything tending to foster sex, sin, and lust. Does that cover it for you? Amen. Idolatry. Image worship including anything on which affections are passionately set with extravagant admirations of the heart. Well, I just love, 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 love my sneakers. So when I heard somebody say that across the TV, I hit the mute button. Idolatry connotes the worship of something or someone other than the Abrahamic God, as if it were God. We got it straight now? Witchcraft, sorcery, the practice of trafficking in evil spirits, magical incantations, and casting of spells, charms, designs, or designs upon one by various means, including drugs and potions, enchantments used to inflict evil, pains, hatred, sufferings, or death, or to bring good health, love, and other desired situations. Amen? Hatred. It's a bitter dislike, malice. It's repugnant. It's ill will against anyone a tendency to hold grudges against or to be angry at someone. 
especially for longer than the scripture allows. Amen. Variance. What is variance? It's discord, quarreling, dispute, and debate continually. Some people do this in their homes. The quarrel never ends. It just pauses and picks up again. Emulation. What's emulation? Here we are. Envy, jealousy, striving to excel at the expense of another. Uncurbed rivalry spirit, especially in fields of endeavor. Well, this is in some people's homes, too, because some people have to have the last word. They have to have the last quip. They just have to just get it, you see? So they keep that going. I've always found it amazing that people would marry someone that they're jealous of, and they know that they are. Envy, a feeling of dislike, discontent, and ill will because of another's advantages, possessions, positions, or whatever. A resentful dislike of another who has something that one desires, discontent at the possession of something which one desires to have or to achieve for oneself. That's envy. Hmm. Your children went to college. Why couldn't my children go to college? Wrath, fervent indignation and fierceness unrelenting, determined, and lasting anger. Thrust, disputation, strife about words, angry contention, contest for superiority or advantage. Okay, there's someone in this ministry that's in your marriage, but God says it's time for it to go. Strenuous endeavor to equal or pay back in kind the wrongs done to one. Hmm. Sedition. What is sedition? Parties, factions, stirring up strife, discontent in religion, government, work, home, or any other place. You know, there are people that forever stirring up something that they got the spirit of scorn real well. They gossip. They backbite. They bring discord where there was none. Amen? Heresies. Heresies, meaning a self-chosen opinion. Remember, we've talked about opinions. A self-chosen opinion or the set that holds that opinion. Heresies are understood as self-chosen doctrines or teachings that do not originate from God and he will not support them with his spirit. Envying, pain, ill will, and jealousy at the good fortune or blessing of another. Murders, to kill or spoil the happiness of another. Drunkenness, living in intoxication, a slave to inebriated drink. Reveling. Obscene music, boisterous merrymaking and feasting with other sinful activities, pleasures, and carousing. So, 
we've covered that list pretty well. Amen. Amen. These persons avoid every design, word, and work to which the corruption of human nature leads. Although they feel the root of bitterness in themselves, they are yet endued with power from God to keep it underfoot continually. You know, you're walking around with this small little pebble in your shoe. You're still walking. You know the pebble's there. You're just not going to stop right then and take it out. Is that hard to understand? I think we got it. It cannot spring up to trouble them. Every fresh assault from the flesh which they experience only gives them fresh occasion to praise God. They continually cry out, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. These people who walk after the Spirit and they don't yield to the idolatry of self-will, they walk after the Spirit of God. They walk after the Holy Spirit. They walk after the Spirit in their hearts and in their lives. They are taught by the Holy Spirit to love God and their neighbor with a love which is springing up to everlasting life. By the Holy Spirit, they are led into every holy desire. They are led into every divine and heavenly temple until every thought which arises in their hearts is holiness to God. They have a holy conversation. Really? Yes, they do. They who walk after the Holy Spirit are led by him into all holiness of conversation. Their speech is always in grace, seasoned with salt. It is a conversation based upon the love and fear of God. No corrupt communication comes out of their mouth. They speak only that which is good, that which is to the use of edifying or building up. They seek always to minister grace to their hearers. Well, that's not all about these people. They continually seek to please God. Really? Yes, they do. They continually seek to please God. So they engage themselves day and night day and night, whenever it is, in doing only those things which please God. In all their outward behavior, they seek to follow Jesus, who left us an example that we might walk in his steps. In all their relations with their neighbors, they attempt to walk in justice, they attempt to walk in mercy, and they are determined to walk in truth. Whatever they do, in every circumstance, they do it all to the glory of God. Guess what else? They possess the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Being filled with faith in the Holy Spirit, Christians, those who are being led by the Holy Spirit and are not yielding to the idolatrous sin of self-will, 
possess in their hearts and show forth in their lives the genuine fruits of the whole, of the Spirit of God. In their words and actions, they express love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, fidelity, meekness, and temperance. They reflect whatever is lovely and praiseworthy. They adorn in all things the gospel of God, our Savior. They give full proof to all mankind that they are indeed moved by the same Holy Spirit which raised Jesus from the dead. There is no condemnation to them who are thus in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Holy Spirit. There is no condemnation of past sin. To these believers in Christ, walking in this way, there is no condemnation because of their past sin. God does not condemn them. It is as though their sins were cast as a stone into the depths of the sea. God does not even remember them. Having set forth Jesus to be the reconciling sacrifice for them, through faith in his blood atonement, God has forgiven them. It's a done deal. He has declared to them Jesus' righteousness for the remission of all sins that are past. God's right standing. Jesus is standing. They stand in. Therefore, none of these past sins are charged to the saved Christian. Those past sins. Hmm. What was that other song I gave you? Jesus dropped the charges. He dropped the charges. Case dismissed, case dismissed. He dropped the charges. You're guilty as you could be, but Jesus dropped the charges. Case dismissed, case dismissed. Saved by grace. The memory of them has perished with them. Now there is no condemnation in their own heart. No condemnation of guilt. They have no sense of guilt or dread of the anger of God. They have the witness in themselves that they are cleansed by the blood of the atonement. They have not received again the spirit of fear. They are not in bondage to racking doubt and uncertainty. They have received the spirit of adoption, Romans 8, 15. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. For ye have not received the the spirit of bondage again to fear. Bondage brings the fear. But ye have received the spirit of adoption. God's spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. 
You can't call him Heavenly Father without the Holy Spirit getting in. Amen? These people, these Christians who walk after the Holy Spirit and not after their flesh nature, their self, they have peace with God. They cry out in their heart, Abba, Father, having been justified just as if they had never sinned by their faith. They have the peace of God ruling in their heart, just like an umpire. This peace flows from a continuing sense of his pardoning mercy. It is the answer of a good conscience toward God. Acts chapter 23, verse 1. 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 And Paul, earnestly beholding the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. Well, I want you to consider what I'm about to say. It is so that sometimes a believer in Christ may lose sight of God's mercy. Sometimes darkness may fall upon that one so that he no longer sees his God who is invisible. He can come to a point where he no longer feels the witness in himself of his part of the atoning blood. Then he is inwardly condemned. He has taken on the sentence of death in himself. When this occurs, he is no longer a believer. See, I've told you all about following your feelings everywhere. They can lead you to the wrong place. Your feelings cannot run your life. They can take you to a bad place. He does not see and experience the mercy of God and has lost faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith implies light. It implies the light of God shining upon the soul. Therefore, if anyone loses this light, he, for the time, loses his faith. And there is no doubt that a true believer in Christ may lose this light of faith. When that is lost, he may for a time fall into condemnation. So long as he believes and walks after the Spirit, a man is not condemned, either by God or by his own heart. He is not condemned for any present sins because he is not now transgressing the commands of God, not walking after the flesh, but after the spirit is continual proof of his love of God. John bears witness to this in the scriptures when he says, 
No one born of God commits sin, for God's nature abides in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. He's hooked in deep and strong. He cannot commit sin as long as that nature of God, that loving Holy Spirit, abides in him. As long as he keeps himself in the faith, Satan cannot touch or lead him. Why? Because he knows he has an option. He can opt out of sin. It is evident he is not condemned for sins which he does not commit. Therefore, those who are thus led by the Spirit are not under the law or under its curse of condemnation. The law condemns only those who break it. Thus the law of God, thou shalt not steal, convicts none but those who steal. We got it? Okay. Amen. Against the fruit of the Spirit, there is no law. Walking in the Spirit, there is no law. Saying that's something wrong because you're being forbearing. No, there is no law. So, Timothy had to come to understand this. So Paul said to him, we know that the law is good. If anyone uses it lawfully, understanding this, the, the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly sinners, for the unholy and profane, in accordance with the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. There is no law against walking in the love of God. There is no law against walking in his truth. So that is why when we have government and other organizations that decide that what God says to do is wrong, that's when we rise up and say, no, this is wrong. What you are doing is wrong. We got that now? Amen. While inward sin does remain, it cannot condemn the believer. The corruption of man's nature still remains, even in those who are the children of God by faith. You see, because there's this point at which the Bible says we are changed. They read it at almost every funeral. And then they tell death, where's your sin? You have no victory because mortal puts on immortality and corruption is changed, and we put on incorruption. But until that point, we got to deal with something. We got it now? All right. Praise God. We're just, Lord, they're doing very good today. I'm proud of them. Amen. So, the corruption of man's nature still remains, even in those who are the children of God by faith. God's children can still have in them the seeds of pride, anger, vanity, lust, and evil desire. Our daily experience makes it plain that the seeds of every kind of sin 
can remain in Christian. But you see, all seeds don't grow. That's right. You know, when you t- you get your little packet of seeds, you put it in the ground, some bloom, some come forth, and some don't. Okay? See, God's been teaching you this your whole life. Amen? For those who are firm to be in Christ Jesus, he said to us, Paul said this to us, Brethren, I could not address you as spiritual men, but as men of the flesh, as babes in Christ. Babes are quite fleshly. They have learned enough yet, and they have grown enough yet. For this we see that they were babes in Christ. They were in Christ, but they were believers in a low degree. They were just getting started good. For this we see that sin remained in them. How? They had a fleshly mind which was not subject to the law of God. They had a mindset. Remember, Romans 12, 1 and 2 tells us that we have to be changed in the mind, in the spirit of our mind. Mm-hmm. Let me go there right quick for you. I don't mind. This is what I spent my life being prepared to do. Romans 12, 1 through 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. This is your reasonable service. You don't get a popsicle for this. And be not conformed to this world. Drop them off. But be ye transformed. There's that change. By what? The renewing of your mind. Why? So that you can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God in your everyday life. We got it now? Amen. Yet for all of this, they were not condemned. These young people learning how to do this. Doesn't matter how many years you've been in in the way. Straighten up your walk. They are aware daily that their hearts are deceitful and wicked and can feel their flesh, their evil nature still within them. Yet so long as they did not yield to it, so long as they did not give place to Satan, so long as they continued a war against sin, they walked in the spirit. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds of the enemy, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We got it? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Their flesh did not have dominion over them. Therefore, they were, there was still no condemnation to them who were in Jesus Christ. God was well pleased with their sincere, though imperfect, obedience. You've got to grow into this. You heard one of your sisters 
Oh, I can't remember how long ago it was. She called in on the broadcast. I answered the call. I got to get it all out now. I got to get this out. Matter. Miss out. Matter. Miss out. Matter. Oh, it's got to all leave now. It's got to leave right now. No, you got to grow. But she didn't believe me. She had to hit herself, her head up against the wall of the word to find out that what I said was the truth. You don't get it all at once. You have to grow. And that's a process. Some of us are more mature in certain areas, and some of us are less mature in other areas. It depends on the individual. Amen? Amen. You got to grow. It's not all, cast out my demon, cast out my demon, cast out. No, that's part, not all. You've got to grow. Amen? Amen. Therefore, since their flesh didn't have dominion over them, therefore there was still no condemnation to them who were in Christ Jesus. God was well pleased with their sincere, though imperfect, obedience. They still had confidence toward God, knowing they were his by the spirit he had given them, that spirit of adoption. Babies in Christ know the truth about themselves. Oh, yes, they do. They are thoroughly convinced that sin cleaves to all they do. They are conscious of not fulfilling the perfect law, either in their thoughts, words, or works. They know they do not love the Lord their God with all their mind, soul, and strength. They are aware that they feel a measure of pride and self-will stealing in to mix with their best intentions. This occurs even when they come together in worship to pour out their souls in secret to God, who who sees all the purposes and intents of the heart. They are continually ashamed of their wandering thoughts or of the deadness of their love. Amen. There is still, still no condemnation to them either from God or their own heart. Their consideration of these many thoughts gives a deeper sense of always needing the blood sacrifice of Jesus, which speaks to God for them. Remember, Abel's blood spoke to God from the ground. The blood of all these aborted babies talks to God. The blood of everybody that's ever been murdered talks to God. Blood has a voice. It talks to God. The blood of Jesus talks to God and speaks of better things, the Bible says. Because the life is in the blood. All right. right. These persons who we're, Paul calls babes in Christ, they're still growing. You know, their leg muscles are still developing. 
They walk funny, but sometimes they fall over. But they get back up, and they go right on. Amen? You know, like toddlers, when they're learning to walk, they walk so far, but their muscles are not well developed, so they land on their rump. So this is what you do. You do not run over and go, oh, you poor little thing, you fell on your rump. No. You go, yay, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Okay, now let's get up and do it again. That's how you handle that. Amen? And that's what I do with you. In case you were wondering, I'm going to cheer you across the line no matter what. All right. These persons are continually thankful for that advocate with the Father who lives eternally to make intercession for them. So these lingering imperfections do not drive them away from him in whom they have their belief. Rather, they drive them closer to Jesus, for whom they feel the need every moment. The deeper the sense of this need, the more earnest the desire to walk with Jesus and feel his presence. They are not condemned for those sins which are usually called sins of infirmity or involuntary failing. An example of a sin of infirmity is the saying of the thing which we believe to be true when it proves to be false. At the moment we said it, we thought it was the truth, but later on we found out we were wrong. Okay? It is hurting our neighbor without knowing or planning to do so. Such a thing can occur even when we have intended to do that neighbor a good turn. These deviations from the holy, acceptable, and perfect will of God are not sin, nor do they bring any guilt on the conscience of them who are in Christ Jesus. They do not separate God from the believer. Let me say that again. They do not separate God from the believer. They do not intercept the light of his grace. They are in no way inconsistent with the character of walking, not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Why? Because you're still human and God's not crazy. We got that? Remember, he came as a human. He understands human. He's got that. No condemnation in what we cannot prevent. Now, I've tried to help you to get this point before. You can preach the gospel 24 hours a day, seven days a week to somebody who doesn't want Jesus Christ, but you can't make them receive him. It's not that you said anything wrong It's not that it's something wrong with the gospel They don't want it Okay, got that? There is no condemnation to them for anything, whatever Which is not in their power to prevent 
This applies to acts of both inward and outward nature, whether it be the doing of something or the leaving of something undone. Amen. Say, for instance, we're all together, like we just were, participating in Holy Communion. If you're sick or disabled or in a coma and cannot help missing the service, you're not condemned. Amen? There is no guilt because there is no choice. You're in a coma, okay? If you are willing to be in the will of God but unable to do so, that willingness is accepted just as if you had done the will of God. Everybody understand? Okay. A believer may sometimes be grieved because he cannot do what he longs to do. The believer may cry out in anguish that he's preventing from doing whatever he knows is right. He may say that his soul is a thirst for the living God. He might cry out to God. You see, he's earnestly desiring to witness to others and to bring them to faith. But if he cannot get out to witness, he feels no guilt, no condemnation, no sense of God's displeasure. When he can do this, he gives thanks to God, who is his help and who brings about the circumstance of the action. You see, when we went out and we passed out candy and tracks during what they call Halloween, and I ran out of candy and couldn't go, couldn't go anymore, I didn't feel any sense of guilt. I did what I could. We got it now? All right. Sins of surprise. Yes, they exist. It's happened to all of us. It's more difficult to determine whether or not these sins separate God and man. You know, let's say that you usually have the patience and speak in a, in a manner that is consistent that's consistent with love. All of a sudden, something happens, and you just shift, Woo! and you didn't know it was coming. God decides about that, not you. He's the righteous judge, not you. Amen? Amen. You see, God knows about your heart, your mind, your actions, whether it was voluntary or whether or not you really wanted to do it really bad anyway and you just decided you were going to do it. You know. Amen. So now, if in some cases the surprise is due to some willful neglect in our spiritual life, that's another situation. God, the Holy Spirit warns you in, in advance that you need to fast on Tuesday for two weeks because. And he doesn't give you the because. He just tells you to do. And you decide, you know, I've been wanting to have a steak. And you sit there and convince yourself to have the steak on Tuesday. And go, well, I can do it to me. And then the surprise sin pops up. Now, whose fault was that? Thank you. She got an A today, Lord. Thank you. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. You see, this is the way it is. That person could have foreseen and shunned that danger if they had listened to the Holy Spirit and done what he said, right? So that was rebellion when they didn't do it, right? Aha, there you go. Amen. Praise the Lord. There are uh, assaults, sudden assaults which can't be foreseen. They can come from the world, Satan, or from our own evil heart. A believer who is still weak in faith may fall before such assault. They may express a degree of anger or think evil of another person without having a willful desire to do these things. In such case, the Holy Spirit will undoubtedly show him that he has acted foolishly. He would be convinced of having severed from the perfect law from the mind which was in Christ. He would be grieved and lovingly ashamed before God. But still, this person does not come into condemnation. God's not going to condemn him. God does not charge him with the sin, but has compassion for him as a father that pities his own children. His heart does not condemn him in the midst of that sorrow and shame either while you're feeling bad about it. So he can still say, I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Amen. Amen. Have I left anyone yet? I haven't left you yet? Okay, I didn't want to. I want, I want you to get everything. All the grace. On this bowel grapes, I want you to get a mouthful of grapes and squish that juice in and spit out the seeds. You got it? Amen. Praise God. Amen. If there is no condemnation on account of past sins, then why be fearful and of little faith? Yes, you have to answer that question to the Lord today, and you know that's your homework. Mm-hmm. You knew it was coming. If there's no condemnation on account of past sins, then why are you fearful and of little faith? You have to talk to Jesus. If your sins have been numberless, why do you care about them now that you are saved through Jesus Christ? That's all. Remember I gave you all that garbage can, that that waste disposal apparatus, and told you to throw all that old stuff in it and wheel it to the curb and let the sanitation folks take it away? Okay, so why do you keep going over in there, lifting the lid, looking down in there, poking around in it? What you doing that for? It stinks. Don't you know that? Why are you wasting air freshener on that? It's rotten. (sighs) Who can accuse you of anything when you are one with God's elect? It is God who saves. So who is it who can condemn you? And you're not supposed to put your hiney 
in the judgment seat. Your little cheeks are not supposed to try to sit there. You can't sit on the judgment seat. Okay, Jesus, I need you to move over because I want to sit on your judgment seat. And sit yourself right in front and judge you. You can't do that. Get your little royal rump right out of that seat. That's not your seat. (laughs) He's the one that hovers over the mercy seat, not you. We got that now? Amen. Praise the Lord. So, all the sins you have committed from your first day until now have been forgiven by Jesus. They are driven away as chaff. They are gone. They are lost. They are swallowed up to be remembered no more. So, why should anyone who has been reborn of the Holy Spirit be troubled or afraid over what was done before they received Jesus Christ? That's your next question. I'm going to say, put away all those fears. You are not called to a spirit of fear. You are called to a spirit of love and of a sound mind. Know your calling. Rejoice in God, your Savior. Give thanks to God, your Father, through Jesus Christ. Some will say they have committed sin since they were born again. Well, chances are you did. And if you did, repent. And quit dwelling on it once you've repented. I didn't say don't sit with the Holy Spirit and the scriptures and inspect what you did to find out which way you went wrong and how to do it right the next time. I said don't dwell on it. Amen. It is necessary to be displeased with yourself for sins so that you can repent. It is God himself who has brought you to this point so you can see yourself as you truly are. However, you should still be able to say, I know my Redeemer lives. You can affirm that the life you now live by faith in Jesus is the right thing. That faith still cancels out all that is past. Therefore, there is no condemnation to you. At whatever time you truly believe in the name of Jesus, All your sins to that moment vanish away. So, we are called to stand fast in the liberty with which Jesus has made us free. And we're not supposed to be entangled in any bondage that drags us into fear. We're not supposed to go for the okie doke anymore. 
he has once more made you free from the power of sin. He has made you free from the guilt and punishment of sin. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, I want you to understand. I want you to believe it. I want you to recast the broadcast so it sinks into your heart. You can't go around being victorious in Christ and still whining to God about something that happened 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago. That's over with. Move on in Jesus. Move on in Jesus. Oh, but Lord, if I were a more perfect parent, my children would have turned out. Let me explain something to you. It ain't like that. You bring to parenthood what you have to bring. You can't go back and make up for what you didn't have because you didn't have it. You did what you could with what you had at the time. And then hopefully you turned them over to Jesus. And that's the end of that guilt and condemnation that you are determined to carry because you wasn't perfect. You ain't perfect now either. When you've done your best, say amen. Well, my grandchildren, look at them, Jesus. They're wearing them jeans with them big old holes, like like they're a hobo or something. Well, it ain't the worst thing about them. If you knew a few other things that they haven't told you about, you wouldn't talk about the jeans. We're not perfect people. I'm certain that Judas Iscariot's mom did the best she thought she could, but she couldn't make him make right choices. There was no need for her to go hang herself after he hung himself. We get it? All right. Jesus, they say they understand so pastor says recast so you can make sure you understand. I do not want you walking around, and I'm saying, church, we need the miracle. We need to go forth in Jesus. We need to move forward. We need, we need, and you're still dragging your backpack of all the mess that didn't turn out right ever since you can remember the first thing you did wrong. That's got to go. Amen? All right. I love you, Miracle. God loves you. Now you need to love you. You need to love you. You need to get off a judgment seat that's not yours to sit on. You didn't pay the price for every sin. Somebody else did that. That's their seat, not yours. Sit in your own chair. Stay in your own lane. Amen? Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, Lord, I've been praying for myself, and they still haven't changed their mind. Okay? Did you hear that? It's their mind. 
their choices. But I tried to live like a, okay, you did your best. That's it. Amen? But, Lord, Mama, I tried to explain to her about Jesus and explain to her about Jesus, and she wouldn't hear a thing I said. She was the one that decided not to listen. We understand, church? Okay? So that yoke that you've been putting on yourself, since you put it on there, take it off, please. You put that on there. You take that off, and don't you put it back on anymore. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, today we're not going to wear a yoke of bondage. We're going to wear the armor of God. Praise the Lord. We're We're wearing the helmet of salvation. We've taken the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We're covered in the blood of Jesus. We're the head and not the tail, and no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. You are our shepherd and we shall not want. You supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we're casting down those imaginations, Lord. We're casting down those imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and we're bringing into captivity every evil thought. We're casting our cares upon you. Because we know you care for us, Lord. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. We want to thank you for divine health. We're walking in divine health. And by your stripes, Lord Jesus, we have been healed. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, decisions, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, all of his underlings, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ, and we come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their wicked powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man, and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heaven onto the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporting, watching, peeping, listening, whispering, familiar, electronic, digital technology demons and their attacks. We bind Leviathan spirits and their attacks, brainwashing Kundalini spirits and their attacks, water and marine spirits, their attacks, sex devils, their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils, their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, Smart dust and drone spirits. We bind sorcery devils in their attack. Seducing woman, womanizing whoredom spirits, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer and the seducer, and their attack. In Jesus' holy name, thank you, Lord. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils, all mystic rituals and their intent. 
We take authority, dominion, and power over targeted radio frequencies, pulse weapons, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. Thank you, Lord. We bind all mystic rituals and their intents. We bind all microwave frequency, 5G, everything coming from outer space as we know it, from other galaxies, from any other orbit. All the weapons being sent to us from a satellite, from a planet, from a station on a planet, we return to sender in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over all attacks from global positioning satellite systems and from any satellite in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over any attack through a cell tower or through our electronic or technological devices in Jesus' name. We bind already that force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations which are demons, binding electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We want to thank you, Lord, and we give you praise. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Islander, Ruka, the indigenous groups, every tribal group. We bind all more Jellens attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape shifting spirits trapping them in their shifted form for eternity. We bind demons responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivities, and low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse, devil, satanic worship, witchcraft, dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders and their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of, of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the uh, knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind Mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against moth, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, bewitch, tranquilize, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind false flags. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bind food, lust, and addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus. We return to sender according to the covenant all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, Vow, root work, or sin against us. Astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights. Returning to sender all witchcraft attacks through channeling in the spotlight against the website, the app, and the broadcast. Binding all abortions as magical ritual. Returning to sender all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, juju, hexes, vexes, and such. Returning to sender, all tribal witchcraft, especially from Obedem and Ruth, that are buying witch doctors in Jesus' name. Returning to sender, all Chaldean witchcraft and their hexes, vexes, and such. Returning to sender, all Spanish witchcraft in Jesus' name. Binding all covens, all, all conclaves, and all cabals in Jesus' name. Every antichrist devil is bound in the name of Jesus. Every antichrist devil is bound. Every spirit of Kundalini is bound. With the sword of the spirit, I cut you free from antichrist spirits in the name of Jesus. Come up and out. You're bound. Deep breath and cough them out. All those antichrist spirits you picked up, come up and out. Come up and out. Come up and out. Take a deep breath and cough. Cough them out. Cough them out in the name of Jesus. Come on out. Come out. Come out. Oh, guilt and condemnation, you are bound in Jesus' name. Come out of God's people. Come out of God's people. Come out of God's people. You have no right to be there. Come out of God's people in Jesus' name. Come out of God's people in Jesus' holy name. Breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial religious acts and every act of sexual sin. Binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charm, time magic, and folk magic spells. Come on out. Binding the demons of energy. Boomeranging their wicked works upon them. Binding all magical language, magic signs, and magical patterns, even in numbering, binding synchrony. Binding and caging for size and stripping him and all other, other underwater demons of their crowns, their powers, and their thrones transferring them back to Jesus Christ, binding all conjurations and summonings of demons, binding all Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writings, magic artifacts, binding the essence of magic, and Jewish magic magic by practitioners, amulets, bowls, precious stones, incantations, divining practices, magic spells, potions, binding all blockages to righteous spiritual reception. In the name of Jesus, we bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, La La Land, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, the Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, and the Spirit and the Children of Disobedience, Martial Arts, Yoga, Transcendental Meditation, Antichrist Ideologies and Doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic Practices and Spirits, Lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, 
hauntings, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over the king of pride and all of his unders. We bind you. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and solely sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idol mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting abuse. All trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, temptation to sin, and violence. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilic, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Isis, Osiris, On, and all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and its 72. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out, come up and out, come up and out. Go into the spiritual cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Take a deep breath and cough from your gut. One deep breath, cough from your gut. One deep breath, cough from your gut. Cough from your gut in the name of Jesus. Not your throat, your gut. Not your throat, your gut. Come on out in the name of Jesus. Come on out. Come on out. You know these demons have been lodged in you for a long time. You're going to have to let the Lord pour them out of you. Come on out. In the name of Jesus, yield to the spirit of grace. Fire of God. Unwillingness to serve God the way he wants you to. Bound in Jesus' name. Come up and out. Come up and out. Come up and out. In the name of Jesus. Come up and out. Come up and out. In the name of Jesus Christ. Rumba baba regese tarabruka yerukule de yosunde la breke de yosula la yosura baba ba kushe isharia we undo the work of all demonic weapons fireballs poisons voodoo pins and dolls hot and cold spots psychic weapons prompters codes triggers charms tumors designs signals and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources we bind every spirit that was familiar to the lay of the sins. We bind the insanity, the pride, the work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled and misleading others. We return and loose all the retaliation of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their own mind control. We bind the spirit of slumber. We bind the rituals of every secret society in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, prayer, pledge, or vow in Jesus' name. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grips, Freemasonry, their charge. We bind the, uh, the works of the associated organizations and their deception in Jesus' name. Their wicked works and deceptions in Jesus' name. 
We bind our traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and shame, be broken in Jesus' name, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, in the name of Jesus, we command every devil that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us to be bound and leave us now in the name of Jesus. Get up and out in the name of Jesus, whether it came through the computer, through the cell phone, or from from the commercials on the TV. Come on out. Come on out. Even through religious broadcasting. Come on out. You're a demon, get out. You're a religious spirit, come out. Every religious spirit is bound in the name of Jesus. Every religious spirit is bound. Every false doctrine is bound. And the demons that perpetrated are bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. So you were playing a board game named Trouble, and you ended up with trouble. We bind trouble and your foolishness and ignorance in Jesus' name. The Bible says we are not ignorant of Satan and his devices. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and elsewhere. We pray for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians, especially those that are persecuted and the January 6th prisoners and those that are incarcerated or left behind and abandoned in Afghanistan or some other place. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand will save us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We cover our means of transportation, whatever that may be. We thank you that you have dispatched your angels ahead of us. We thank you, Lord, for your warring linking angels. We thank you for linking shields. We thank you for the praising angels. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst, but most of all, we thank you for your holy presence. Amen. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, daydreams. Ah, daydreams. Sex dreams or anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams, even our own imagination charging in. We command them to stay away. We thank you for giant warrior angels protecting us and our property whenever we rest. And we thank you, Lord, for all of your protections around us. In Jesus' name. We pull out all the fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, witchcraft, curses, anything sent to us by the enemy. We destroy, even with God's fire, ungodly silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves ungodly soul ties, attachments, 
covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy in the name of Jesus walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, diviners, pagans, liars, obedient in Jesus' name. And we break and destroy demonic religious traditions, demonic traditions, demonic traditions. We break their grip and hold. We break the grip and hold of demonic traditions in our inherited family line. Demonic traditions in our inherited family line. Demonic traditions in our inherited family lines. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. You're bound. You're bound. Come on out. Deep breath and cough from the gut. Deep breath and cough from the gut. Deep breath and cough from the gut. In the name of Jesus Christ.
Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I release your holy power against these spirits in Jesus' name. Every spiritual disease or ailment is bound in the name of Jesus.
God is a mighty good God, saints. He's a mighty good God. He's a mighty good God. Amen? Amen. And uh, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever, and the church said, Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the freedom. No condemnation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Forget to do your homework, Miracle. Don't forget to recast the broadcast. Amen. Amen. Pastor loves you. And I will talk to you on Wednesday. Amen. Praise God. When I was just a child.